passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. Here on CBS Sports, that's Danny Cannell, that's Tom Fernelli, I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three, as we will be again next Thursday uh, for another edition of The Locks, um, and we are just holding on tight to our bowl season right now. We, we are hoping that we can give you some informed picks and analysis, but as always, Continue to uh, keep your eyes peeled on all of the latest news as some of these matchups and some of these uh, storylines continue to fluctuate uh, throughout the space. Uh, we will do, I'll just run through a very quick review because honestly, the results have not been fantastic. But Tom Fernelli is currently in the positive in the bowl season, he's at four and three. The wins were uh, the Fresno Utah over, the over in BYU UAB, and the Utah State plus seven and a half, as well as San Diego State plus two and a half, took L's on Marshall and Old Dominion. Tom, I, I think the big storyline is something that Danny mentioned on the last show that you've mentioned and you've talked about on Twitter, that the overs have been hitting here in bowl season. Did it last night in Missouri uh, Army, but still in general, a, a profitable play, even if you've been spraying the board with overs. Yeah, they are now nine and three. So far, as we record this through the first 12 bowl games, uh, yeah, it's it, it was a good week for me. I mean, honestly, it's like you're throwing darts in bowl season for the most part. You're kind of just you're using logic to come up with what makes the most sense based on what you know, and then hoping not too much of it gets thrown out the window by the time the game starts. My heart broke as our lock unity for ODU came crashing down. We had moments, right? We had moments in that game where it looked like the Monarchs would be able to get it done. That was one of my, count them, one, two, three, four, five losses. Two and five did catch a win as we were in a bar fight with Bud on Utah State and Oregon State. I was with Tom on Utah State. Also, a little bit of an agreement win as Missouri plus three and a half, Danny. Hey, the way would get it done. Uh, took L's on Toledo minus 10 and the, <laughs> the under in App State Western Kentucky. In the record-setting <laughs> performance, I was on the under that got absolutely obliterated. Also, BYU minus six and a half. That was... Uh, that was that was a disappointing performance for the Cougars. Took them a little while to wake up. So a two and five for me. Danny spraying the board. More picks than anybody. Five. You, hey, more wins than anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Danny has more wins than anybody else in bowl season. Five and six so far. Uh, as we mentioned, the lock unity loss. The San, he was in on San Diego State and Missouri. Uh, San Diego State with Tom. Missouri with me. Uh, all alone on an island, never a doubt. One of the biggest butt kickings that we had in the bowl season so far. Liberty minus eight and a half. Uh, you were with it the whole way. Also, Oregon State, Utah State under. That one felt easy. The losses were the under in Fresno UTEP, the under in BYU UAB, the over in Tulsa Old Dominion, and the under in San Diego State, Utah State, as well as the over in Mizzou Army. A any thoughts or notes on the card so far? Uh, how unlucky can you get? Tom was just talking about the overs are nine and three. I took two overs. Both of them lost in my picks. 
it is an absolute crapshoot. It is frustrating, um, you know, doing any kind of prep, especially out on all of these. I probably would wait right up until game time to make your pick. Like double check, follow the beat writers, find some bowl tracker, see who's in, see who's out, and then do your best guess of trying to do it. Like it is incredibly frustrating. Oh, look at that. Um, we it's it's just impossible to try to f- guess these games. It is a total crapshoot. You never know who's going to come, who's going to go. So I would say wait till the last minute. And I don't hate the live betting aspect of it too. Kind of see how the game's going to unfold before you uh, take these picks. Bud checking in at uh, one and four. He cashed that Wyoming minus three, but took losses. A couple bar fight losses. He was on Oregon State. He was on the under in Fresno UTEP. Then he was also on the under in Coastal NIU. When you've got a couple unders on the board and the overs are nine and three, and that's that's about going to be where we're at. Hey, speaking of, before we get into, before we uh, hit our music and get into this next batch of locks, do y'all have any anything as a public service to be able to offer to the listeners or viewers about where you would try to keep track of uh, these bowl uh, updates and availability updates? I'm I I've been thinking, beat riders twenty four hours out. That you you probably need for you know whatever that last update is going to be you know there's normally a press conference with the coaches or some media availability that's the day before the game and based on some of the rhythms and routines of the games that we've had so far which who knows I mean it sounds like all of our bowl games are going back to like COVID schedules anyway for media availability but I feel like about 24 hours out you want to check in with the beat writers to make sure that whatever media availability they had didn't turn up some news that could help you. Do y'all have any sort of tips or tricks that we could offer? I mean, if, if you're on Twitter and you use Twitter, I have a Twitter list that is just college football beat writers. And you know, it's, you just, I go scroll through it, find them, see what the latest is. And I use that to great effect. If you don't, if you're not on Twitter, you know, you could just Google local papers for these schools and then find out, you know, who their beat writers are and find out from you. Then you can find their Twitter accounts, whether you have an account or not, and just go through their timeline to see what they're saying about who's out, who's missing, who's opting out, blah, 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 who might be starting, yada, yada, yada. But it's, yeah, it's it's hard to really get the complete information. Uh, I think it's great. I'm going to, I don't want to send anybody any other network. Like, are, we should be doing it. Right. Like as a company, I feel like it's an opportunity, especially during bowl season for always looking for clicks. Uh, there's a guy I follow out there, Zachary Kruger. He works for another network, though, but he's kind of like I hadn't really heard of him. He does a bowl tracker and it's pretty good. You can refresh it and check up the feeds. Uh, has done a pretty good job that I've found out there that does like keep track of all of them in one place because it's hard. Like the UTSA game was a great example. Like since Sam McCormick was pretty well known, he was going to be out. And they had like 10 guys that were out for like various reasons. And you can always also follow the line movement. Like if there's a massive swing, that should be your first like, uh-oh, like something's up with this game. Then you Google those. And even the day of, if you do some of the bowl previews, just search those. They'll have the latest kind of opt-outs in there. All right. Y'all ready to lock it up? Let's do it. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming since 2005 when Service Academy's locks. Go get these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. Younger is 33.91. We've gone over a million times. You want these locks? I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. We began Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Mama in her stockings and I in my cap. We're all tucked in for Memphis and Hawaii. We're going to be on the Big Island. It is the Hawaii Bowl. Memphis favored by eight and a half after making the trip. Um, brought to you by EC Post. Nice. Uh, anybody got a lock for the Hawaii Bowl? I do. Fade Hawaii on the Big Island? Uh, yeah, that's part of it for sure. I'm taking Memphis minus eight. And it's not just fading Hawaii on the island, which where they have historically been bad against spread. It's just from stuff you've heard. Like it's like a mutiny, right? Yeah, <laughs> they hate their coach. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's apparently some discord in that locker room between the players and Todd Graham. We've seen a lot of guys entering the transfer portal. I just don't know how fired up the Warriors are going to be. But hey, maybe they come out and they they take that anger and they point it in the right direction and take advantage of it. But I don't know. I just don't see that happening. Give me Memphis minus eights. Nothing for me. 
I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. This is these are these are locks. Tom's Tom's dialed in on the right side though. That is definitely the right side. But can't Memphis, wait to be sweating this while at my sister's on Christmas Eve with the family, just telling everybody to get the hell out of the way. I've got this Memphis minus eight ticket I'm watching here. So Memphis uh, had an interesting, like the middle part of the season was bad. Then at the end of the season, they almost missed the bowl game, beat Tulane by five to be able to get in. But then you've got like a loss to UCF, loss to ECU, loss to Houston. You beat SMU in a game that was then viewed as a bad loss for SMU. I do think that Memphis's floor is lose, is not covering. How about that? Mm-hmm. We just need Memphis to not play at its floor, and uh, and Tom will be will be right there cashing his ticket. But I do think that you're on the right side. Saturday, December 25th, it is the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Georgia State going up against Ball State. Georgia State favored by five and a half over under a 51. Who's got a lock? It's a good Georgia State season. Good Georgia State team. I think that as we... Uh, We've watched the trajectory of this group. Like, there's uh, our our good friend Robbie Calland has always, you know, been hovered around that opportune time where you take a team that's on the rise. Sean Elliott's got things moving in the right direction, and you say you always take him as a dog, you fade him as a favorite. Can't trust him as a favorite. And I understand that I am trusting Georgia State as a favorite, but it's a favorite of less than a touchdown. And I think that while Ball State had a tremendous season. Uh, there was a real crash back down to earth for Ball State this year. They had so many, you know, super seniors. We thought that they were going to be able to continue to build under Mike New and that MAC championship. I kind of think that as we come into this game, uh, Georgia State has been a little bit better. Ball State falling short of expectations. I get them under a touchdown. I I think it's a really good Panthers team. So uh, I will take Georgia State in Alabama to take down Ball State. Lay the points. You're locking uh, it up? Yeah, I'm locking it up. Tom, you got anything? I lock agreement. I'm going to fight you guys. I can't hold yes. up. Oh. Fight. Give me Drew, give me Drew Plitt and the super seniors, the guys they had coming back. There's the last time putting on the pads as boys together. It's going to be emotional. It's a big number. Give me six. Is that the best I can get? Six? Oh yeah, there's a six out there. I'll take it. It's moved since since I wrote down my locks before the show because Chip, the best I can get us is minus five and a half. It wasn't minus five only an hour ago. Uh oh. Oh, Danny. Uh oh. But no, I I just think you know. First of all, there's part of me that's also just kind of scared off the Mac right now because we have seen in the bowl season it is not going well for the Mac, uh, and also. Like for Georgia State, like it's strange to say it, but you, I, I have no doubt about their motivation because, like, if they win, it's literally their best season ever as an FBS program. They've never won eight games in a season before, so if they're able to do that, th- th- we get this win. They'll finish eight and five. It's the best they've ever been, and I think that while they're evenly matched, the one area where these two teams differ is in the ground game. Georgia State runs the ball a lot runs the ball 62.3% of the time. That's the eighth highest rate in the country. And they're good at it too. They average four and a half or five and a half yards per carry. They're ranked 20th nationally in rushing EPA. And Ball State's rush defense is not good. Like it's 75th in the country in yards allowed per carry, 89th in rush EPA, 77th in success rate. I think that the Cardinal are going to be able to get points themselves. So it's not like I'm sitting here thinking it's going to be a blowout by any stretch. It's just I have more trust in Georgia State's defense to get stops in this one than I do Ball State's. So I'm leaning on the Panthers here, and that's why I'm locking it up, and I'm on your side, Chip. Georgia State doesn't really have any bad losses. I mean, some of the results were bad, but these are the teams they lost to. Army, North Carolina, Auburn, App State, Louisiana. Mm Mm-hmm. Took care of business against everyone else. Battle-tested Panthers in a bar fight. Let's go. Boxing Day, a lot of football and football, as uh, as well. we hope. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But that gets us to Monday the 27th, where we will be getting going at 11 a.m. Eastern time. It is the Quick Lane Bowl. We've got Western Michigan and Nevada. Western Michigan favored by seven. And is this an, well, first of all, does anybody have a lock? No. I'm going to take one. Oh, let's hear it. 
Uh, give me Western Michigan. Uh, I think Nevada, like we were talking about Hawaii with the not it's not a mutiny situation, but it's a little bit of a mess, a mess with Jay Norvell taking a lateral job within the conference. Carson Strong not playing. I'm just curious. Closer game for Western Michigan, playing a little more in front of your home crowd. Uh, I think this one could get a little sideways, and I'm curious to know uh, what type of performance we get out of Nevada. So I'll lay the six and a half. So I'm not going to come back on Nevada, but this line has moved too much. I mean, it's unless there is like massive opt-outs that we're going to find out about on the 26th or something like that, because Jay Norvell and Carson Strong alone should not be worth 14 points, in my opinion. That seems... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not locking anything up, but I'm, I'm much more on Danny's side here than I am on this side. I, I think that Carson Strong is huge for this wow. team. I mean, that's that's like a first-round QB possibility. Like, I know. I, yeah. I just, I'm so used to not awarding a college quarterback more than like five points. I think for this team, he's worth that much. Yes. I would also, Romeo Dubs, that's the one I would keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. He's his favorite receiver. He's been lighting it up all year. Uncertain. I'm trying to find out, you know, if he's playing or not. But like, if you're him and you've got the senior bowl coming up and your quarterback mm-hmm. isn't there, coach isn't there, like my hunch is he may not play either. And then you're talking about significant production that's not going to be around. Yeah, that's that's what's because like when you talk about the motivation factor, and like you said, Danny, it's not a mutiny, but like if the Nevada players, like the entire coaching staff for the most part, left. A lot of your key players are getting ready for the draft. Some of your players are probably going to be following that coaching staff to Colorado State. I just don't know where Nevada is mentally for this game. So, yeah, I'm not locking it up because it just could get exceptionally weird, but I definitely think Western Michigan is the side you want to be on. Shout out to uh, Cover 3 Chat MVP Short Round, says uh, Nevada. Also out of there, Cole Turner, their tight end, who's a stud as well. I, I, ta- I saw these guys a lot on the CBS Sports Network Friday night games. They got a all, slew of dudes out. Yeah. All the important names that participated <laughs> in the good performances yes. might be out. So, okay. I, and again, I like, uh, Danny, I like the Western Michigan and Ford Field. If it does get a little bit sideways, then they might turn this into a party. They, they might really be able to uh, to stunt a they little really, bit. They really need a home team to win in that stadium. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They're desperate for it. I, the Lions have one win, right? They've won twice. Twice. Was one of them at home? I think the Arizona game was at home, yes. Ah, beautiful. Um, all day action on the 27th Monday. And we move from the Quick Lane Bowl to the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Boston College, ECU, BC favored by three over under of 51 and a half. Does anybody got a lock? I do. My Pirates. Give me ECU. Yep. ECU plus three. I just, Boston College, I know they got better after Djurkovic came back, but they still weren't exact. They're still a little too one-dimensional, and I think this is an Eastern Carolina team that is more complete offensively. I think Holton Allers is, Allers or Aylers? I never know. Holton Aylers. Okay, Aylers. He's, you know, is he coming back next year? Is he announced yet? I do not I, know. I, I think he's got another year left if he wants it. I'm pretty sure he does. But um, yes, I just Holt yeah. Naylor's to return for fifth season at ECU. Announced it December fourth. Yeah, like he's going to be rewriting all them East Carolina quarterback records by the time he's gone from there. But I, I just think that ECU right now finished the season better. I think it's a more complete team. I think it is. You know, we talked about with Georgia State. Like what Robbie always tells us is like the up and coming team faded as a favorite, take it as a dog. That's kind of what I'm doing here. I'm kind of fading Boston College as the favorite and taking the up and coming East Carolina team as a dog. I, I'm i not doing it as a sprinkle, spoiler alert, but I do think the Pirates have a pretty decent shot of winning this game outright. Jaquan McMillan, uh, incredibly productive in the secondary, and that could be very important against this Boston College passing attack. The Eagles never really got things going on the run game. I am uh, it it feels a little bit risky. It feels like it might be trappy, but I've ridden with this ECU team all season and Dagummit, it's a it's time for loyalty. So that's why I'm also going to be uh, be on the Pirates. I got to fight you on this one. Loyalty. What about to the conference? What about the conference of quarterbacks? What about the ACC? Give me BC. 
I can get him a two and a half. Phil Jerkovic's back after more extended time to get healthy. Zay Flowers says he's coming back. Jeff Halfley, I do think, is one of these coaches that has a healthy locker room, a team that wants to be there, wants to finish it. It's going to be hard-nosed. Come on, man. ACC all the way. Let's go. (laughs) Give me the BC Eagles. ECU also like Georgia State. No bad losses. All, all five losses, all the bowl teams. Mm-hmm. We lose right. who we lose to, and we beat who we're supposed to beat. That's <laughs> right. Uh, that takes us on to uh, Tuesday, where we will have the Birmingham Bowl. Getting things started at noon Eastern time with Houston and Auburn. Anybody got a lock for the Birmingham Bowl? You think you're just going to walk into Birmingham and beat Auburn? Give me the Tigers minus two. It is terrifying. I understand that because you don't really know the situation right now with Auburn. Obviously, Bo Nix is gone. There's a whole lot of changes going with the offensive coordinator, all that stuff. But this is something I have touched on previously. Coaches have different approaches to bowl season. If it's a huge game, you know they're always going to prepare for it to win it. But for games like this one no disrespect to the wonderful Birmingham Bowl some coaches just look at it as preparation for next year Dana Holgerson has coached eight bowl games in his career he's two and six straight up he's one and seven against the spread the only time he's won and covered was that orange bowl against Clemson every other game it's typically been all right we're here for next season And I don't think you could take that kind of approach against Auburn, even when it's in flux. I think that this is just a team that has too little, too much talent for the Cougars. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any stretch, but it's kind of along the lines of what we were talking about with like the armed forces bowl last night. It's like I took, we took the money line sprinkles on Mizzou because, you know, it's an SEC team against a service academy. And even though they lost the game, the principal still kind of, you know, proved its point. I'm in that same exact spot here. I, I like Houston. I think they're a good team. They've had a great season. They were very close to being undefeated themselves and maybe getting that New Year's Six Bowl. But they also played one of the weakest schedules, bar none, in the country. And Auburn, aside from Cincinnati, is the best team that they have faced all season long. So give me the Tigers. No Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. No Tank Bigsby. Mm-hmm. No Zacoby McClain. No uh, Tashawn Manning. Their uh, senior offensive guard. Don't matter. Lock it up. <laughs> Give me some lock green. Yeah. There we go. Um, you mentioned it. Houston, the schedule was pretty light. They're also, which may be more ac- impactful without Marcus Jones, who is their special team wonder, won the game. What was it? SMU, he returned the kickoff. Mm-hmm. And that was the close one. He's a great uh, corner. He's one of their most dynamic players. Brian Harson needs this win. Like, there's got to be some sense of urgency around the coaching staff. I also think TJ Finley, like, get him all the reps with the ones. Jarquez Hunter's not a, a slouch, you know, filling in for Tank Bigsby. And I think this is one, too, where you have to go with the depth. And so you've got younger players who will be playing. And while they may be inexperienced, they're better players than what Houston's going to roll out there. So, like, I like Auburn, too. Coming up on the other side, Bud's locks just dropped. We've got some catch-up to do. So we'll give you uh, Bud's picks from the games that we have just talked about and uh, continue on with our bowl locks through the games on December 29th. Next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Listen, 
the the holidays it's a time for meat. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. Uh, there's always going to be uh, some cut of meat, some type of meat that's going to be at the center of your holiday celebration. And it's great when you're able to know that that meat has been uh, properly sourced and, and that the sourcing decisions that were made to get you that meat, they were all done holistically, keeping both the farmer, the planet, the animal, and your family in mind. Uh, we absolutely love the way that ButcherBox sources their meat with partners with the highest standards for quality. So we don't have to go to the grocery store and and try to see all the different printing and turnover on the package. No, you can just trust that ButcherBox is bringing it. We are going to be enjoying a nice little assist from ButcherBox because the Christmas Eve lasagna, oh, that beef, that sausage, yeah, 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 it's all coming from ButcherBox. We're already grounding it up, man. The sauce is going to come together in advance of Christmas Eve thanks to ButcherBox. We absolutely love it. The convenience, it comes right to your door. The cost, the quality, it's fantastic. And every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Free shipping in the continental U.S., no antibiotics, no added hormones, and each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. I mean, that can be enough for 24 individual meals. ButcherBox is packed fresh, shipped frozen, all for your convenience so that you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Customize your own box or go with one of theirs. Either way, you get exactly what you want. And this holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box. Free bacon. One pack of bacon for free in every box plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. You sign up at butcherbox.com slash cover three. That's butcherbox.com slash cover three. Again, it is one pack of bacon free in every single box and $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. Butcherbox.com slash cover three. Once again, that is butcherbox.com slash cover three. I will say with all sincerity, like they sent us, ButcherBox sent us the free meat, and we have, I very much enjoyed it. It is good stuff. I've been eating it for about the last month, and we still have more left. That's how much they sent us, so shout out to ButcherBox and shout out to the product because it's it's wonderful. Same. Yeah, and, and yeah. Tom also is going to be on his way to being a city councilor mayor from all the meat that he handed out in the neighborhood. <laughs> True. Yeah, they, I had too much. Yeah, Handing out whole chickens to my neighbors across the street, you know, just like was- Scrooge on the morning of Christmas after the ghosts of Christmas future visited. <laughs> okay, so let's y'all ready for this? Um, because there, we've got some lock agreements and some lock fights. So Bud is on... Georgia State minus five and a half. Oh, so we've got lock unity and a lock fight in the same one. Oh my goodness. So fights any unity. Uh Georgia State over 51. Sure. Uh Western Michigan under 56 and a half in the quick lane bowl. Wait, I guess wait, wait, wait. So we've got the under in Georgia State. Over in Georgia State. Over and then under in, in Western and Nevada. Yeah, I guess that's a fade okay. Nevada play. We've got some agreement for <laughs> Danny and some fight, fight. for... Uh, so, oh, that means... That means that when... When we go to Annapolis, the home of the Naval Academy, for the Military Bowl, it will be... On the Cover 3 podcast, one, two, three, four, I I declare declare lock war. Lock war! Lock war! Wow. So so appropriate. Um, He's also on the ECU Boston College over 51 and a half. Okay. He's a Jakovic guy. He's, he's with big, me. He's a big Jakovic guy. And then uh, he said Houston money line. Is that where that line is at right now? As it's been dancing around? Like, is there a... Yeah, they're the dog, so... Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess that was... his money line sprinkle then? Is that, is that his whole... Is that his exhausted picks? I th- No, 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 no. We've still oh. got more to go. 
Oh, so he's he's loading up after one and four week, huh? <laughs> I think so. Uh, note note from Bud with the pick again. I really do not think I have much of an edge in bowl games. The stuff I actually bet has beat the closing line by a ton and has performed terribly. <laughs> Interesting closing line value, Elliot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's keep it moving with. The first responder bowl we're going to be in Dallas, Texas, Air Force and Louisville, Louisville favored by one and a half over under a 55 and a half. To be honest, it's been so bananas at like the athletic director level and everything that's going on in that athletic department. I haven't felt like I've checked in on the cards football team recently. So as I circled around to try to do this prep, sure, I, I would imagine that, you know, our all of our power ratings are going to check out that Louisville should be the favorite team here. They've, they've got an offense that can be more explosive and uh, they played a pretty difficult schedule, but air force also played well enough to be competing for the mountain West championship at the end of the season. Anybody got a lock for the first responder bowl? I do not have a lock, but I do have a trend since 2005 when service academies Go to bowl games. They are 20 and nine against the spread. Now, they're 0 1 this year after Army beat Mizzou but failed to cover. But that's that's a trend worth noticing that the service academies in bowl games are 20 and nine against the spread since 2005. Hmm. I would lean under, but I don't, I'm not going to lock it up. Yeah. Yes. Pass. I played the under last night live and uh it was a winner, but Air Force Louisville under 56 for Bud Elliott. Throw it on the card. Cool. Lock it up, my Florida State hey. guy. Let's go. <laughs> oh. Wrong green. Just put it over the edge. I'm leaning that way. All I need is just a tiny push to put me over the top. Oh, oh, Bud's on it? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Who love- cares if he was one and four? He's about to come back. I love your trip to New York was like whenever anybody shouts out like, hey, Danny, hey, DK, cover three, cover three. Oh, you like me? Bud's a machine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They're like, love the pod. How about Bud's picks, though? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I guess there are more people out there who were really excited to buy a jet ski with winnings than than I'd imagine. It's beautiful. I I love to see it. Keeping things rolling here on the Tuesday, December 28th, the Liberty Bowl from Memphis. It's going to be Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Mississippi State favored by nine and a half over under of 59 and a half. Anybody got a lock? No. Seems like any daggum points. A lot of points. But do you trust Texas Tech? No. This is. I think this is definitely for me going to be a live play. Like I want to see Mississippi state, how excited and how pumped up they are for this game. So I think Texas tech will be kind of riled up to get in this game, playing an SEC team with a chance to make a point. But I don't know. Like we saw last year, Mississippi state got in a fight during its bowl game with Tulsa. So maybe they'll, maybe they will be pumped up again and ready to roll, but I just, I'm going to wait till this game starts to get a better read on it. I don't know if Mike Leach cares about playing his old team as much as the broadcast. I'm not yeah. yeah, as much as the narratives are. I don't want to single out the broadcast. That's unfair to the broadcasters, but as much as the storyline and narratives and the presentation of this game is going to be very much Mike Leach against his old team. And I don't get the sense that that's really what gets his motor going. Plus, I don't know that there's anybody still at the school associated from his time there in the athletic department anyway. So oh, like, like in terms of like feeling wronged with the way yeah. it went and the litigations and the lawsuits about the wrongful termination. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe he will, maybe he's maybe just cause you know, it's Texas tech, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the parts of Texas tech Mike Leach had a problem with aren't there anymore. I don't know if he has any animus towards the program itself. Also our Texas tech interim coach here, Sonny Cumbie was initially going to be retained by Joey McGuire, but then he got the Louisiana Tech head coaching job. But I think he's still coaching this bowl game. Yeah. Did I tell you guys, uh, Army-Navy, did I tell you who I ran into? No. At the train station 
So I didn't. I couldn't get an Uber. The, trying to get an Uber at MetLife Stadium after a full stadium unpacks. <laughs> Good, Good luck. luck to anybody doing that. Like, might most be the most challenging thing. Fifteen minutes. I was on the phone with the driver trying to figure out the same spot. Gave up. I was like, I'm taking the train back to the city. So I go. I take the train out to Caucus train station. I'm walking to the other train. Guy comes up to me. Hey, Danny, how's it going? Matt Wells, former. Texas Tech head coach was there with his son to take in the game. So I talked to him for a couple minutes, told him I thought he got hosed. Remember, he got fired five and three. It's like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? Uh, Yeah, definitely. But it was interesting to see him. Great to see him. He had spent time with Ken Niamatololo at some point in his career, like in the coaching circle. So he was there to watch it with his son. That was kind of crazy. How how, how are his spirits? Was he like, like, he's like, hey, it's part of the business, you know? Uh, You know, they kind of realize it. And those buyouts help you get over those hard feelings. (laughs) <laughs> facts yeah uh taking it into the primetime two primetime games on tuesday night the first of which will take us to petco park in san diego ucla and nc state the wolf pack favored by one over under of 59 and a half i got a couple i've got one well let's you guys go first go ahead chip i'm going wolf pack man I thought I knew you were going to go that way. I thought we were going to be ACC boys. Give me the Bruins. Fight, fight, fight. You're going with Devin Larry, going with Dave Dorn, Mr. Business. Like you're Yeah. I mean, this is the the general everyone's coming back. Like Iki Aquanu, I think, is off to the NFL, but for the most part, the whole NC State buzz has been all about this um the the unfinished business narrative the, the the idea that they beat Clemson but fell short of an ACC championship I, whether some of the names that put together and I say this with love the very well designed graphics of how they were turning down the NFL draft and returning were these same players going to be going in the first or second or third round maybe not but they were draft eligible and they are choosing not to pursue the NFL so that they can stay in Raleigh and chase an ACC championship next season. And I think that NC State making the trip across the country, this, first of all, this is one of the big, like, yo, I I would pay attention to your availability for any of these post-Christmas days, post-Christmas games, especially ones that involve moving through airports and, and a big time travel across the country. I mean, it, could get a little bit dicey here, but I I think that um, NC State comes in and uses this as an opportunity to make a statement. I would I see that as as UCLA a team that peaked here with Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, with the the sort of seniors and upperclassmen that have been riding this with Chip Kelly. Where NC State it seems like they are creating another chapter where you are kind of trying to use the game to build it for the future. So uh, so give me the Wolfpack. I also so here's why I have UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson quietly had a pretty nice year. 21 touchdowns, mm-hmm. six interceptions. Yeah. When they lost to Oregon, Utah, back to back, remember we talked about it's it like, uh oh, like what does this mean? How much pressure is on this program? Chip Kelly, where does it go? They went out and went out pretty impressively. Then Chip Kelly flirts with Eugene. You know who knows how realistic that was, but he comes back. I don't know. I feel like this might be a healthier UCLA team mentally than we think. And playing closer to home, I think they'll have a little bit more. Not that bowl-like crowds matter that much, but I do think it'll be closer to home for them, so that's why I like them. I'm living dangerously in this game. I'm not going to mess with the spread. I'm taking the under 60. I'm I think it's my second one. Yeah. Oh, so we're in agreement then? Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, I just think that's a little bit too high. NC State unders have been pretty good. They got a good defense. We talk a lot about Devin Leary and, you know, Bam Knight, Emeka Mezzi, and they, they've got a lot of weapons. Looks really good on paper. But a lot of those NC State games really come down to uh, the defensive front being able to impose its will. So uh, NC State and the under are my plays. And, Danny, I'm sorry to let you know, but Fight. Bud's on the pack. Ooh. He likes Devin Leary, though. He yeah. likes Devin Leary. I do, too. COVID. Yeah. I love Devin Leary. All right, that takes us to the late game, the guaranteed rate bowl. Matt Coca's West Virginia Mountaineers coming in, hair on fire, going against Minnesota, 
Minnesota favored by five over under a 45. Anybody got a lock? I do. All right, go for it. Give me the Mountaineers. Coca, Mr. Worldwide. I'm riding with our guy. Um, No Letty Brown. I think we put too much emphasis on running backs. Like I am more of a believer. He's a great running back, but I just feel like the loss of a running back is not that big of a deal. Um, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green. They lost to Illinois. Like how good are they? They've been incredibly hard to figure out. I know West Virginia hasn't been great either. I don't know. I just feel like it's too many points in this game. The dogs, that's kind of trying to find some dogs that I think you can find some value on. So I'll take them here in this spot. Um, I, I forgot one very, very important note from the last game we were talking about, which goes a long time with our unders, but Petco Park is a baseball stadium. Baseball stadium. That's right. Pitcher's Park. You go under. Yeah. Uh, Chase Field, <laughs> baseball stadium. Pitcher's Park, under 45. <laughs> Lock it up. Baseball stadiums under the weed. What do you do it? What do you do it? What do you do at Yankee Stadium with that short porch and right field? Like over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Ball carries. Same with the Fenway Bowl. Over. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, All right. That does take us to Wednesday, December 29th. SMU in Virginia, the most well dressed bowl game in America. Fenway Park is the location for this highly educated, overdressed affair. Virginia favored by two and a half over under of wait for it. 71 and a half. Yeesh. And what are we doing? Over. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> it's a it's It's a hitter's park chip. You got to take the over. I can get it at 71. I honestly, I have serious concerns about the Virginia offense in this game because, you know, but Brennan Armstrong's back. I think that the coaching staff will finish this season before moving on to their next jobs. And I think that Virginia's offense has been fun to watch all season long. And this is an SMU defense that has done a pretty good job of letting other offenses score. And then on the other side, Virginia's defense hasn't been very good. And I think SMU's offense, I know Rhett Lashley is not taking over yet, but the coach is in place. They've got the interim in charge for this one. I just think this is the kind of game where in the baseball stadium, early start, could be pretty sloppy defensively on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be fun and stupid, and that's kind of just what I'm betting on. I got to fight him on this one. What? Fight. Yeah. Fight. So Robert and I is out as well, the play caller for Virginia. You mentioned like Sonny Dykes, offensive guy. He's gone. Uh, they're uh, also uh, Reggie Roberson is not going to be there. That's their best wide receiver. Um, Danny Gray, their other wide receiver, is out as well. So you got Tanner Mordecai without two of his better weapons. Cold. Like, I, I who knows what it's going to be, but I, it's not going to be like 70 and sunny. I think that could come into play. Nobody I want to like, hit in the cold, though. Danny, defense yeah, I was gonna gonna say, this, it does seem like a lot of defense optional in this game. That's too many daggum points, man. Too wanna, many daggum points. Do you want to know what the weather forecast is as of right now? It's like uh, 65. It's hot up there, isn't it? No, temperatures will be in the mid-30s, but there's possible light snow turning into a possible drizzle as the game goes on. <laughs> So it's going to be a beautiful day for a football game. Uh, Pass here from me and nothing from Bud. Uh, We move from Fenway Park to Yankee Stadium here on this Wednesday, the 29th. Maryland and Virginia Tech. The Terps are favored by three and a half over under of 55. I want nothing to do with this game. Really? What is there to rely on? What Maryland. what we saw um, interim head coach J.C. Price beating Virginia kind of felt like felt like a reason to buy into the Hokies. But I will save that. Are you buying info? Oh wow! <laughs> I will save that for another portion of the show. Um. Okay. So. Danny, anything on Maryland, Virginia Tech? I would lean Maryland. I mean, Braxton Burmeister gone. You know, new staff. There's a slew of dudes that are out for uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, I'm looking at 
Trey Turner, Jermaine Waller, Amari Barno, George, like just a lot of dudes out there, either transfer portal or opting out, and your quarterback feels like a program a little bit in turmoil. I know it's hard to trust um, Maryland, but feels like the line's a little light to me. I would lean towards them, but I'm not going to lock it up. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. It's like Virginia Tech is in complete shambles right now, and you don't want to trust it. But at the same time, your other only option is, then I want to bet on Maryland as a favorite. No. Yeah, pass on that. Uh, 5.45 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to Orlando Camping World Stadium. Going to be a little hot. Uh, Clemson favored by one against Iowa State. Over under of 44. It's a NFL game that might not have most of the NFL talent. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a stay away for me. I'll probably be betting something live, but I, I've got nothing that piques my interest right now. Bud's on Clemson. I don't I don't know how you trust them in this one. I Will Shipley might be the best offensive weapon on the entire field, both teams, with Brees Hall being out. Yeah, that's like if. Yeah, let's go Clemson. All right, yeah, I'll I'll jump on Clemson. There's enough from the Will Shipley, Kobe Pace, uh, underclassman backfield that I, I think that they can uh, they can get it done. Tom, why are you smiling? Oh, I just realized I was making a mistake in the doc that uh, Coca pointed out. We'll have to fix it after the show. Okay. <laughs> I was putting Danny's picks under Bud's name and Bud's dicks under Danny's name. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's like, cool. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, Chip, after the show, I'm going to need you to send me the list of Bud's picks so I can make sure they're all in the right column after. Double check them. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I think Brees Hall uh, will not play in the bowl game, correct? Yes. And then Brock Purdy is. Yes. Okay. Pretty yeah. sure he is. I don't think he's going anywhere. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll stick with my. Uh, I'll stick with I have to I have to go. I mm-hmm. put my picks in there. So the rest of my picks, I got sprinkles and the rest of my picks. I gotta go get the kids. No school. I'm on carpool duty. I know. So I gotta get there for the noon release. Punts, punts getting dropped. No school. Punts getting dropped off here in about right. 15 minutes. <laughs> have a great Christmas, fellas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, Danny. All right. Um, and then to wrap things up on 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday night. Oregon and Oklahoma. Oklahoma favored by four and a half over under of 60 and a half. Do you have anything? Mm-mm. I mean, this is the situation. I don't know who's playing yet for one. Like we know two different coaching staff changes. Venables is coming in for Oregon at at uh, not Oregon, he's at Oklahoma. But I, it's just this is a strange situation. We've got transfers, we've got players opting out, we've got I don't know. Is Caleb has Caleb Williams announced what he's doing yet? No, not officially. So I would think that if he's not left yet, he's probably staying at Oklahoma. But I don't know that for sure. And maybe he's playing in this game. Maybe he isn't. I've got no idea. So I'm probably going to wait a little bit longer on this one, and I would advise our listeners to do the same. Till we, This is one of those games where you want to wait as long as possible before betting it. All right. So uh, to review quickly, Tom's on Georgia State minus 5.5, ECU plus 3, Memphis minus 8, Auburn minus 2, NC State UCLA under 60, and Virginia SMU over 71.5. Uh, chips on Georgia State minus five and a half, ECU plus three, NC State minus one, and the under in NC State UCLA. Danny's got Ball State plus six, Boston College minus two and a half, UCLA plus two, Auburn minus. Hold on, hold on. Remember the the docs messed up. Still? For Danny and Bud. Yeah, I haven't okay. fixed it yet. Okay. Georgia State <laughs> minus five and a half, Boston College minus two and a half, NC State minus one, Georgia State, uh, Ball State over, Air Force Louisville under. Virginia SMU under, Western Michigan, Nevada under, ECU Boston College over, Clemson minus one. <laughs> Whole slew of picks. All right, what are your money line sprinkles? Uh, let's hope I don't mess this up as much as I did the picks. Um, my money line sprinkles, I'm on North Texas plus 120 and Air Force plus 100. Okay. All right. Uh, my money line sprinkles are going to be Virginia Tech. Okay. 
best number I can get. I'll find in it. West Virginia. Go ears. Wow. So I can get you Virginia Tech at plus 140, and I can get you West Virginia at plus 160. Let's do it. Those are my money line sprinkles. Danny's money line sprinkles are UCLA, okay. West Virginia, okay, and Oregon. Okay, let's see what I can get. Oregon. He said Iowa. He probably means Iowa State, right? Uh, no, I think he actually sent us picks for the thirtieth too. Yeah, we will do the thirtieth on the thirtieth. So if no, you want, no, he did mean Iowa State. Yeah, yeah. If you want uh, Mayo Bowl picks, then you need to show up at eleven a.m. Because we are going to have a Mayo Bowl pregame show on the locks. Exclusive North Carolina, South Carolina locks released 30 minutes before kickoff. We'll do it right at the beginning of the show at 11 a.m. You have to be here live to be able to catch it. So 11 a.m. Eastern time, Thursday, December 30th. We're going to get things started right off the jump with the Mayo Bowl locks. That is some appointment viewing for your New Year's holiday. That locks episode will also include all the games on the 30th, the 31st, the 1st, and of course, uh, that last that last little game out there on January 4th. So uh, playoff games, New Year's 6, uh, all the fun, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, all the great matchups that are all around the new year. We will be breaking them down on Thursday, December 30th, live at youtube.com slash cover three. If you're listening to the audio platform, you will still get it around that normal time on Thursday. But again, if you want that lock for North Carolina and South Carolina, the 1130 a.m. Eastern time kickoff, be sure you're tuned on, tuned in at youtube.com slash cover three live at 11 a.m. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him somewhere at Danny Cannell. Him somewhere at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day, in the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus.